Hi, this is Gilad Niger. In today's episode, we chose to talk about MirrorD, an interesting tool that's transforming how developers work with Kubernetes environments. If you've ever struggled with the slow feedback loop of testing in the cloud, or wished for a seamless way to run your local code in real time with your cloud environment, then I think you will find this episode interesting. Today I'm happy to talk with Aviram Hassan, the CEO and co-founder of Metalber and the creator of MirrorD. Hi Aviram. Hi. Thank you for joining me. How are hey. you? Uh, great, thank you for having me. Great, so first tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, sure. Um, so hi everybody, my name is Aviram. I'm a Metalber CEO and co-founder as I previously said. I have a lot of... Uh, Hacking experience started as a kid, uh, hacking my uh, way into the tech industry. Um, so a lot of low level experience, backend, but most primarily I like uh, solving, uh, solving problems and often taking the low level route. That's pretty much a, <laughs> a bit of a background of how we got to where we got right now. Nice. So first let's talk a little bit about Metalbear. Mm-hmm. So what is Metalbear about? Yeah, um, so me and Eyal, Eyal, my CTO and co-founder, we started Metalbear because we felt that uh, backend engineering audience is being underserved. Like we saw a lot of uh, tools and companies focusing on DevOps, uh, focusing on front-end, focusing on full stack, and no one really focused on the backend engineering. Usually we just use the tools that other uh, parts in the organization use to develop and uh, enhance their daily uh Workflow, for example, uh, the most primarily would be the IDE, but other than IDE, we really didn't have any other tools. So pretty much the experience was very simple, but yet the way code really ran wasn't simple. So we didn't have uh, the tools to enhance. And we felt that we need to focus on this kind of uh, audience that we know how to talk to, develop to. And we decided to build a company that focuses on the backend engineering experience and building tools for backend engineers. As far as I understand, the MirrorD is one of the tools you've created in Metaber, right? Yeah, so uh, MirrorD is, first of, uh, is the first and the only one right now. Um, it's an open source project, MIT license, that enables developers to work on a remote environment from their local machine in a very simple way. How did you come up with the name MirrorD? So basically what we wanted to enable is to let developers um, mirror Uh, remote traffic that a remote service receives to your local service, so mirror given. And then there's a very Linux, uh, very common Linux suffix for uh, utilities. So we ended up with MirrorD. Uh, we think it goes very well. Yeah. I would love to talk more about the challenges leading to MirrorD. So can you describe the main challenges that developers face when developing in local environments with Kubernetes that led you to develop MirrorD? Yeah, so usually what we, um, we try to divide the journey of developing backend services into three parts. The first part is when you have a very naive application where you can run everything locally, and then you can just spin up on your local machine, test everything and see how it behaves. Then as you have more services, you have more engineers, you have more data, you end up setting up remote environments for each engineer or uh, share it, and then you can test against those environments. And when you reach a certain scale beyond that, you want real data and you want all the services, but you wouldn't really set up all services for each engineer. So then you end up with shared environments for all the engineers. And that's what lets you to need 
the ability to share the remote environment in, a, in an efficient way. So what we saw is that organization to go into um, pretty much two common paths. The first path is to um, just um, throw money at a problem, just have many environments and try to test as much as you can on those environments. And the second is just going on the shift left on the testing, like do all the testing you can and then hope that it won't break when it uh, gets to the staging environment. So then staging environment, which is the, the last, uh, usually the last piece before you deploy to production, becomes uh, something you seldom use. You try not to break it because it's, it's shared. But what we wanted with MirrorD is to enable engineers to work with staging environment from the very first minute instead of having it as the last part and gaining the full value of it. How does MirrorD work, specifically the process of fusing the local process with its remote counterpart? So um, before going into why we, did, we built MirrorD, we, we did with a, a process fusion, as you said, Essentially, what we saw is that other uh, solutions were very cumbersome. You needed uh, to install a lot of things and a lot of configurations need to be done locally on the remote environment. And then we wanted to have something that is very simple, that you can get started very, very fast, and then have the ability to configure and go into very complex and advanced configurations as you need it. So you can start very quickly and then you can go deeper as you um, gain confidence and value from using MirrorD. So other tools, what they do, they usually spin up a VPN and then they connect your machine to the remote environment or they spin up a container. Um, and in our case, we chose to make it a very native experience, meaning that the process runs on your own machine. And then what we do, we load ourselves into the process and then we hook every calls to the system to the operation system uh, mainly libc functions and each call gets intercepted by us and we decide what to do with this call so then if you for example you try to open a file we say okay this file this path we um, test it against a bunch of reg- regexes which you can also customize and then we decide if this file will be open locally if it will be open remotely so then you can have best of both worlds so you can decide um, this configuration file I want to get local this one remote this environment remote, the other local, and everything you can do to make it a very seamless experience. And um, how does MirrorD speed up the feedback loop for developers? Um, there are two, let's say, entry points to using MirrorD. The one is I want to debug a service and I couldn't do it so far, so I just use MirrorD and then I can debug a bug. Um, so now I can run the debugger locally, so now I have a faster, let's say, uh, MTTR, uh, mean time to response. Right, that's uh, <laughs> revelation. Mm-hmm. So I can just quickly uh, debug instead of trying to figure out, oh, I need this data, I need this uh, configuration. I just go to the real environment or like real environment where I have access to. I can run MirrorD against it and then, and then debug against the real environment and see what happens. Um, and the second entry point would be that I change one line of code. I want to see how it behaves in the real world. Um, so I changed the line of code instead of going into building, containerization, deploying, CI, CD, all this uh, fun stuff, which is, of course, uh, required and needed. Um, but when I want to develop, I want to have fast iteration. So I just change one line of code. I run it using MirrorD, and then I see how it behaves in the real world, and then I turn off MirrorD and go back to my uh, continuing the work on the service. MirrorD is described as lightweight and able to get up and running in seconds. Can you elaborate on this? Yeah, so uh, MirrorD comes in uh, two ways. Uh, one is a CLI, 
uh, which you can just download and then you can execute any binary in your machine using MirrorD. Um, so that's very fast. You can just grab the binary and then mm-hmm. uh, use it to uh, run your service or any binary on your machine. And the second one is uh, via extension, uh, which uh, we support right now, VS Code and IntelliJ products. So um, you install the MirrorD plugin from the marketplace. You click enable, you click debug. That's it. That's all you have to do. You need to have, of course, a Kubernetes configuration. Um, but that's it. You don't need any um, wizards. Like we have a very uh, funny story that usually happens is that people click on the enable MirrorD button in the ID and then they expect something to happen or they say, okay, mm-hmm. where do I configure it? And then I say, you don't need to configure it, just run. And they are used to using tools that require a lot of configuration, wizards. So now we're thinking how to make users just go and do the simple uh, behavior of clicking enable and then clicking debug. That's like a very, um, let's say, common way, like for us, it feels yeah. like the way you should work, but it became so distant from them that stuff should work so easily. So yeah, that's uh, something we try to solve. And another question that comes to, to my mind is, how does MirrorD handle network traffic, uh, file access, uh, environment variables to make the local process think it's running on the cloud? Yeah, um, so the environment variable part is quite easy. We just fetch it from the remote process and the container mm-hmm. API, and then we just uh, add it to the process configuration as we launch it. The network part is a bit more tricky. Um, what we do is that we we hook, as we said, all the file operations, all the network operations, but in the network operations, we do sort of a, a local proxy that goes into the cloud when needed. So then it feels like you're connected to the remote environment, but in essence, that's uh, actually local circuits transmitted over MirrorD. So basically like a tunnel, a proxy. Mm-hmm. And the incoming traffic is, uh, we have uh, three modes there. You can mirror traffic. So any TCP stream incoming to your remote pod is duplicated to your local application. The second one is stealing the traffic. So you can steal the old pod. So any um, stream coming to the remote pod is being redirected to your local service. And the third option is to steal based on HTTP headers, HTTP, HTTP path. So then you can uh, filter based on requests. So then you can uh, avoid interfering with other uh, developers working on the same environment. And in terms of files, I think I've, uh, I've touched upon it, but basically we hook when you try to open the file, then we basically um, get the file for you while we try to read it from the remote uh, environment. I understand that safety is a key feature of MirrorD with the ability to concurrently test on the same cloud environment, right? Can you explain how this works and why it's important actually for development teams to use this feature? Yeah, um, so first of all, um, it is a very important part of uh, MirrorD, but it's important to say that the open source version allows you to have safety in terms of a single user. So um, you don't have a control plane disallowing you to do certain stuff. So Basically, it's up to the developer to do the right configurations. Mm-hmm. But then we allow a lot of complex configuration as to what traffic to steal based on HTTP headers, as we said, what files to read, what files to write, um, what you can access, what you cannot access. But in terms of the organization, you, need, you still need to have a control plane. That's uh, our paid product that allows you to control who can do what and then have a synchronization mechanism because the open source version doesn't have any um, synchronization primitives. So, yeah. 
Can you share any success stories or case studies of teams that have benefited from using MirrorD? Yeah, so um, we're actually working on adding, uh, adding user stories to our uh, site, so I can share some of the user stories we've uh, uh, already prepared to share. So, for example, uh, there's a company called Rockspoon, a startup, they develop end-to-end -end rest restaurant management platform. Mm -hmm. And before using MirrorD, in order to run their E2E test for the local changes, they would deploy the changes to the shell staging environment and would make create a queue for people using the, in that environment. So then by using MirrorD, they could have many tests running at the same time against the remote environment without affecting each other. So that really uh, broke the queue and allowed them to test more fast. And secondly, when debugging issues, instead of trying to bring all the data uh, state and try to reproduce it locally, they can just plug into the shared environment, work against it, and from the comfort of their idea. Mm -hmm. Can you zoom in a little bit to um, how the architecture looks in terms of the test environments and how MirrorD affected the workflow of, for the developers in this case? I will talk uh, in general and not on the specific case because I don't want to delve into details that yeah, I'm not sure, sure of. Uh, but in general, we'd say the best architecture for using MirrorD is pretty much any architecture where you have a remote cluster you can work against. Um, so you can use it on your own uh, environment when uh, you have a personal dev environment, for example. But the ultimate uh, use case would be that instead of having uh, an environment for each engineer, you can just work against the remote shared environment that would be, uh, let's say, staging. So now, instead of having people queuing versions to staging in order to test them, mm -hmm. you can just run the service locally in the context of the staging environment and then run all the tests with, uh, against the local service with the remote traffic, with the remote data, see that everything behaves correctly, and then only you deploy and release the version to the staging. So then you get a better version uh, deployed to the staging, break it less, uh, break the queues that lead to staging. So now instead of having two engineers waiting to deploy to staging in order to test their changes and they don't want to affect each other, they can just use MirrorD and then work on the remote environment at the same time. MirrorD is free and open source, right? How does this benefit the developer community? Are there any plans for monetization or support for the project? Yeah, so uh, MirrorD is indeed open source and um, that is to create a solution that works for the individuals and small companies. And when it comes to um, bigger teams, um, usually there comes a need for a control plane. And that's where we introduce MirrorD for Teams, which is our commercial plan. MirrorD for Teams enables multiple engineers to uh, share the remote environment and see what each engineer is doing at this time, adding synchronization mechanisms so you can see and avoid uh, having conflicts with other engineers working on the same environment. And then it, it provides you with uh, RBAC specific to MirrorD, so you can control who can use MirrorD on what services, etc. So it helps you uh, work in a more, let's say, uh, big organization scope. Mm -hmm. And what future developments or features can we expect from MirrorD? How do you see it evolving to meet the changing needs of developers? Um, so there's a lot of ideas of how to improve MirrorD. Um, and there's also other tools we have in mind uh, for backend engineers that use the same technology that MirrorD uses. That's the uh, hooking mechanism and all the low-level stuff we do. But basically, we try to be very attentive to the community. So usually um, we go with what we see being asked from the community, what we get from feedbacks. 
Um, but I can share like in the uh, short term uh, more features that allow you to work on the remote environment, more uh, advanced features for uh, HTTP filtering, different protocols, ease of use, and of course stability, which is uh, the key and most important thing that uh, we need to have. Mm-hmm. I love to end the, the episode with a last person question. All right, so if you are not working today in the tech industry, what would you do in your day-to-day? Um, yeah, so it's a hard question. I actually didn't prepare to it, so I have many ideas of what I would have wanted to do if I wasn't doing uh, what I do. Um, either, either if I want to go on the more uh, personal path of what would like uh, give me a lot of satisfaction, which is, uh, I would guess, somewhere around... Uh, acting theater, this kind of uh, oh. uh, field. And if I wanted, uh, it's something something uh, more like uh, for uh, fulfilling, <laughs> let's say, in terms of, uh, um, I don't know, self, uh, self-useful, I don't know, uh, common usefulness than uh, education. That's like the two primary things that I like beyond uh, solving issues using uh, low-level stuff. Wow, that's nice. Thank you. Okay, Aviram, thank you so much for joining the podcast today and sharing your knowledge about the uh, Kubernetes environment and the fascinating solution that MetalBear has invented, MiroD. Uh, see you in our Tech Tuesday session soon. And thank you very much. Uh, thank you. I appreciate the hosting and the great questions and the great hospitality. Thank you. This podcast is a review of the Velips Tech Tuesday webinar. So if you're interested in our in-depth discussions about the up-to-date technologies in DevOps, check out our webinar on our website at the show notes. Until next time, bye-bye.